This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Dear Mom, I know you had high hopes for my life and for my career. I've always wanted to make you proud of me, and I've earned high marks, succeeded at athletics, met a wonderful woman, and grown my career exponentially. Now, my job is to be the announcer for this podcast, so I am writing you to apologize. I know you had wanted more for me. Your loving son, Peter. Hi, my name is Randy Zinn. I'm the founder of Beyond Mom, and I have an almost eight-year-old who loves to make the loudest and most terrible noises that give me pounding headaches all night long. And I would rather listen to that than be listening to funny people talking. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Funny People Talking. Mark and Danielle have been abducted, and this is an alien who cannot say abducted. We're aliens, not robots. (laughs) I was doing a robot. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Hey, guys. If you're brand new to this show, this must be really weird for you. But if you're not brand new, then welcome back, and this is business as usual. Yeah, this is exactly (laughs) how we start every time. Every time. Anyway, uh, welcome to Funny People Talking, everybody. I'm one of... That was weird. Hello, I'm 12. Wait, you were a robot. I'm not a robot anymore. Oh, oh I'm a I was very a good android, though. Okay. Anyway, hi, hey, everybody. Welcome to Funny People Talking. I am one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and directly to my right, actually, she's more at about 2.30 to my right. It is my very good friend, a very sweet person, and my co-host, Daniel Beckman. Thank you very much. I have abducted Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Alien Danielle. Hello. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Okay. Hi, Danielle. Oh, hi. Yay. Sorry, I just had to come out of my alien pants. That's right. How are you? Good. Good to see you. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. You know who's not here? Elsie, our producer. I know. She Is can't she join off us. in Australia again? I don't know what she's doing. Good she guy, sh- mate. She, she should bring those cheesels back. That's right. Those were so, so good. That was the good. best I snack was dying. ever. I could have eaten every cheesel in the bag. I know. I know. Anyway, um, right. welcome to the show, everybody. I'm sorry, Elsie's not here. We love you, Elsie, but uh, I'm here. Danielle's here. You know who else is here? Someone really cool. It is our good friend and, well, my good friend and now soon to be your new friend and good friend. Uh, Her name is Randy Zinn. She's the founder of uh, something called Beyond Mom, which is a really, really cool community. She's also a podcaster. She's the host of a podcast called Going Beyond. She's an author and she's built a really cool community about cultivating positive self-experience about motherhood or womanhood and uh, she's also an entrepreneur she owns a bunch of property in the hudson valley and and does other things as well she's a dynamic person just a bundle o energy and bundle o joy and i happen to think she's hilarious and so we've invited her on this show and uh, randy welcome to the show so glad to have you here yeah i'm so happy to finally be recognized for how happy for how Funny. I yes. Happy, well, was, funny. Happy and funny I am. It was, it, was, it was one of those jokes that kind of sinks in over time. So it took several years and then finally the joke hit and here you are. Yeah. I'm finally being recognized <laughs> for my truth. Who yes. do you think thinks you're funnier, your your husband or your kids? You're a mother of two as well. I am a mother of two. My kids definitely think I'm funny. Um, That's good. But my husband 
actually really recognized my humor really quickly. And he said that I'm the first woman that he ever had been with, and he's a bit older than me, that made him laugh. And it was one of the Aww. things that he loved most about me. Oh, nice. I know. Yeah, that some of that so youth humor cute. is always good. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> right. so, that is so sweet. Well, anyway, Seriously. Randy, welcome to the show. Thank Glad you. to have you here. So uh, we're, we're going to get to know Randy a little bit uh, later, and I promise we won't disappoint. But we'll also be playing a brand new improv game today. Brand uh, spanking called g- new. G- get this. You ready, Danielle? Yeah. It's called Headline Argument. I love a good headline. You know I come from a newspaper family, right? I don't know that I knew that. Yeah, my dad worked for the LA Times for almost 30 years. Well, he's going to dig this. Oh, yeah. I can write a great headline for you. That's right. Oh, I'm ready. You can. Oh, you sound like you're from that time. I'm selling the papes on the corner. My <laughs> iPad keeps falling. Here's a I'm perfect excited. headline for you iPad falls. That's right. That's it. That's it. That was That's a short the whole headline. headline. But it really did tell the story. Thank you. And I'm it, excited for this one. It'll be fun. Are you excited, Randy? I think so. Are you yeah, slightly I, it'll scared? Be, it'll be fun. I promise. And it's we'll, going to be great. My eyeballs are a little wide, but I'm, I'm waiting. That's, that's okay. Well, good to see the headlines. She knows how to podcast because she narrates her facial features. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. I'm we moving have, my left arm right now. My like eyebrows my are My eyes are a little wide. No, because sometimes people will come on and they'll do things and, and no one and can And it doesn't see translate. It. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Good for you. Thank we you. Are, I'm also going to be asking you about something very exciting that's been happening in your life lately. Yes. And that is the film that you've been shooting. And uh, and I actually got a chance to be on set with you for a couple hours, which was a lot of fun. You did. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, more exciting. about the film and less about my time on the set. But, and then um, – <laughs> And then I have a, a, a quickie story about the value of giving feedback to a business, Ooh. positive impact that that can have, and uh, and how the, the karma can circle back on you a little bit. I love in it. In a good way. And uh, then, uh, as I mentioned, we'll get to know Randy a little bit. And uh, then it's time for end of show food. Even though Elsie isn't here, she she did put some food aside for us to, to try a little snacky poo. I hope it's cheesels. It should be interesting. It's probably not. I don't know if it's cheesels or not, but I promise it's interesting. So all that's going to happen believe it or not and uh, i'm so excited but first yes mark i do have a question for you danielle mark i need to understand yeah i'm just i'm I, I ready just, just okay. are you ready have you braced yourself yes you, i'm your just muscles trying all to properly live my times? life i know walk in here so you did walk in here i did and you were carrying a big old giant greasy turkey leg just yeah. like you'd find at the renaissance fair yeah i love so those I, yeah well, so i want uh, here have some I, and i and i you want some well, I will say, Randy, recently I went to the Medieval Festival or whatever up at Fort Triumph Park. At medieval the Times? No, no, no. There's a Medieval Fair? Festival. It's not the Renaissance Fair. Oh. It's called Medieval Festival. Oh. Yeah. And it's in um, October, I guess, in September yeah. or October in Fort Triumph Park at the top of Manhattan. And I decided to get one of those turkey legs. And I will tell you that the first, like, three bites were glorious with all that caramelized, oh, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just greasy. Oh, right. Yeah. So, and then I was just like, so what we did is I finished what I could, then we actually brought it home. Ooh. And are you saying that you schlepped a turkey leg throughout the entire Renaissance Festival? Well, I did go for like, a like a nine hopefully. more hours after that. We only stayed like like forty five minutes after that. That's a very unappetizing. We turkey also leg. live really close to there, so I oh, okay. little, yeah. And and we they live there. We actually we actually made the most of that turkey leg for a number of meals in different Good ways. For you. We incorporated it into meals. It was great. I'm not sure. I think this is appetizing. I have to be uh, honest. Well. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Ooh, um, we're getting the shade. I well, did. what do you now? I got yelled at on one of our shows on Mouth Media because um, at home we make coffee once a week, 
and we make only it only once a week. We make it, and usually my wife drinks most of it, and I I don't drink coffee at home very often except on the weekend, but um, but I, I heat up a cup for her every morning from the coffee we make. So we make a full pot, and then we keep in the refrigerator, and then we heat up whatever amount you're going to do. Well, I don't know how this strikes you, but when I brought this up for whatever reason in, on one of our shows, I was guest hosting or something. Oh, the fury that came at me for the that I was just how much I am sacrilege to the world of coffee. For I am upset at yeah. you. The Are coffee you really? aficionados got very angry. Uh, oh, angry. yeah. You got to yeah. have the bean right falling off the tree, roasted it in your face. I know, yeah. but I don't kind of I would make be concerned that the coffee would get too strong and like hurt your stomach. How yeah. does it get strong? Doesn't it get the acid gets How does it get, sits and gets stronger? Oh, as as it sits really And it time? tastes horrific. Yeah, you couldn't scorch your stomach this way. Very interesting to know. Okay, what's your question about my turkey leg, though? Well, I want to know why you carried one in here and what what's the deal? How you just happen to be carrying a big old greasy turkey leg? Do you know what week it is? No. Well, it's well, Thanksgiving. But next week's next well, week. Yeah. Well, well, well no. at the time we're recording this. Or last week was Thanksgiving. I was, I was pretending. I, I know. was trying to pretend for in or for around before continuity. or after this podcast has been Thanksgiving. Listen, it's November. I'm trying out different brands. This of is turkey? my taste test. Yeah. It is really? So you just make a turkey? Yeah, and then no, carry you the just, leg around? yeah, you grab a leg, you say, What do I want? This is what I want. It's great. So you, that's why you saw me nibbling it on the way in. I felt there would be a deeper, more interesting story though. No. I didn't go to Honey Baked Ham, though. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go there. So for Christmas, do you just, like, carry a Christmas tree? Well, you're Jewish, aren't you? Are you Christmas? I'm not Jewish. I don't. I told you I go to church. I met my fiance at church. I want to. I I don't know if I've met anyone anymore that has met at church. Isn't that cute? Yeah. I I apologize because I I don't know that I assumed you were Jewish, but for some reason I realized I brought a Christmas and then she's cute, maybe so the you thought direction. she was Jewish. Thanks. That's what it was. Perfect. I'll take it. <laughs> and technically, my wife is half Ashkenazi Jew based on her uh, Everyone... DNA result. Oh, did, she I know know? Half... did she freaking... know? No, she's adopted, so she didn't know anything about okay. her. Wow. So she got her. That is so cool. She got wow. good news. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny looking at her? You would never. No, everyone. I've seen her picture. I'm, no, you wouldn't. Everyone think. thinks I'm a New Jersey Jewish girl. Yeah, you well, kind of look like. And her. I'm from Southern California, and I'm a Christian. Like it's oh. crazy. I'm so the opposite of what I look like. Don't judge it. See, I look Ashkenazi Jewish. I did mm-hmm. my ancestry DNA. It's true. I'm a hundred percent, basically, well, like ninety eight percent Ashkenazi Jewish. Wow. No surprises. I'm literally zero percent. Zero. Yeah. Literally? My my dad is not like, figuratively. My dad zero? is some. It, no, I am figuratively zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is that so funny? I don't know. It's funny. People. I think my dad is like two percent. Like somewhere in there oh. is is Judea, Jewish, Jewish something. Jewish. What's that happen? I don't know. We're I'm I'm Italian and and um, Viking. Ooh. Like Scandinavian. As you should be. There's just, no better combo. I just went to Iceland, so I was like really like in the midst this of Vikingness. On, this is on our uh, our little roadmap right now. It's really did super you, cool. Did you get Did you get an opportunity to see uh, Northern Lights? I did. 
How did that happen for you? Well, it was actually just happening as we were driving around because it has to do with kind of the angle that you're at and the where the sun and the electrons are or something. So cool. Yeah. This just it kind of did the brightness of it is the thing. Yeah. Based on like the clouds and, right. and whatever. So you saw shimmers of it, but it wasn't like this. It like, wasn't that startling... electric green bright. Exactly. Gotcha. But you could see it. That yeah. is so cool. That, that's on uh, my wife and I's bucket list. And it's something we're thinking about for our honeymoon going to Iceland. I'm going maybe on my honeymoon, maybe. Really? Let's meet you there. <laughs> you want Mark oh, on your honeymoon? No, I don't. Uh, no. I'm just saying that we can talk about it after. <laughs> yes. So, well, Thank yes. Thank you. Great question. Enough. I'll yes, give you course. tips for a romantic trip to Iceland if yeah? anybody wants it. You know, we've been thinking about it. It's going to be shorter. That would be great, by the way. Place. Thank you. Um, we were actually seriously thinking about they have those like, like little, uh, maybe not pods, but they have like the, they have these little things that you can stay in that. Like a yurt? It's yeah. better than that. It's like a, no, but your turn on. Well, it better be an insulated one because yeah. it's damn cold. It's Oof. it's a, like a really really nice place to stay, but it's your own little igloo unit, Hut? if you will, that has a unit has a, has a unit. I don't know what the word is. It's yurt. A, it's not a yurt though. Glamping. It's, yeah. Glamp. No, it's like it's like um. Now we're just busting uh, you up. What do you what what does everybody have in Hollywood the the like the little an infrared sauna Shack. yes they are infrared saunas you <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally a got waterfall it. shower uh, <laughs> what does everyone have in Hollywood uh, it's no uh, like bungalow that's what I was thinking oh so I grew up in a bungalow style house okay so it's like it's almost like a little bungalow but the roof. The roof is clear. It's a glass or whatever. So, so you can, can see, see the, the northern whole, lights. The whole sky. Wow. That's the idea. So anyway. So and the birds that. that come and poop on your ceiling. <laughs> Sorry. I'm hoping there's people No, there's like no that. birds. No birds. Seriously. No, the landscape right. is Crap. very kind of volcanic and barren. Mm. There's some seagulls by the ocean, but it's not Sounds like fantastic. that. Yeah. The Blue Lagoon's amazing. One of my Go dear there. friends has gone to Iceland now four times, only within the last like mm. two years. And she won a contest to do a cleanup of they pay for everything for you to clean up the countryside of one of these remote islands. And she won and did like cleaning up. But you get you get a free week to stay. But like it's kind of like you're you working want on a the chance land. to clean up some shit. But on like an you're island. working on the land. Wow, and machine, that but like you get, they put you up in a really nice place, and you get to do other things. And, yeah, you okay. get to go. And it's sit like a volunteer yurt. thing, but they okay. pay all expenses paid, and she won. That's kind of so, cool. And she's been like four times. Did she get to go in an infrared sauna? No, they don't have those there. They only have them in uh, you know uh, Hollywood. They only have that like hot springs or whatever, right? Yeah, she got a yurt. <laughs> okay. Is it anyway, time for my nerd tip? It's time for just the tip, nerd tip. Ooh, a nerd just tip. Just the tip. Okay. So this is actually a fun little nerd fact. Are you either of you Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans? Never seen it. Did you ever watch Buffy? I liked the movie with Luke Perry. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Well, you guys obviously know who Sarah Michelle Gellar is, right? Obviously. Okay, yes. do you remember who the actress was who played Cordelia? Like, her sidekick best friend? Seeing as I've never seen it, Okay. no. But you know who Sarah Michelle Gellar is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the actress? Okay, this is what's crazy. And this is how life is. Okay, <laughs> so when... 
Sarah Michelle Gellar originally auditioned for Buffy, she was trying out for the role of Cordelia. Oh. Not Buffy. And Charisma Carpenter, that's the actress's name. Ah, Charisma. She ended up playing Cordelia. She originally auditioned for Buffy, and the producers liked each actress but had them switch roles. That happens a lot. Like, I think Monica and Rachel on Friends, the same thing happened. Right, but with them, both of their names are household names. In this case, only Sarah Michelle Gellar is widely known and who's like Charisma Carpenter. Oh, maybe. I maybe would have remembered that. Anyway, I just, I loved Buffy growing up. I, back then, I don't think it was nerdy, but I guess vampires fall under the nerd category, so that's why I brought it in. But, like, how crazy is that, that, like, you can go in and be for the title role, and they're like, we're just going to bump you over here, right. and we're mm-hmm. going to bump you, sweetie, over here, and then your life has changed. Yeah. That's it. It's like a sliding door moment. It really is. It really is. So, you know what? I'm glad that Sarah got it. Good for her. On the other hand, I'd like to point out that Clay Aiken is a bigger star than Ruben Studdard, even yeah. though he came in second. So. We've actually talked about that on yeah. the show. Yeah. I only have like three stories, and that's one of them. So Yeah, you do. <laughs> you you got to save the rest. Okay, sorry. All right, so... Well, uh, it's thank- talking about karma, my goodness. Uh, okay. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, You know, I've got a suggestion. What? Maybe we should start the show. Mark. Yeah. Can you start the show? I will. Thank you. I've been waiting. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. It is funny people talking, everybody. I am Mark Rico. That's Danielle Beckman. That's Randy Zinn. And here we go. Before we get started, a quick piece of housekeeping. Our appeal, appeal, our our prayer to Tina Fey. Uh, One of our goals on this show, Randy, is to have the great and powerful Tina Fey make an appearance on the show. Send us a postcard. Do a drive-by. Send a telephone call. Send us a pizza. I don't I care what it is. I was going to say send us a pizza, too. That's what we are of like mind today. Maybe she will send us Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be the goals? So anyway, um, it stems from the fact that I came so close to working with her a few times, and it just never quite worked out. And So, so you're so manifesting. We're just manifesting. Yes. putting out to the universe every single show. Okay. So we're going to pray you're welcome to join in don't feel any pressure to do it uh to the comedy gods and put it out to the universe so um i'll start off uh tina fey tina Tina fey please come on the show tina fey we appeal to you comedy gods please bring tina fey deliver her to our doorstep we will be the bestest 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 most respectful people ever we love you so much bye tina amen uh Man, we love you, Tina. Yay! Yay! That was good. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) we're gonna talk about your movie. We're nuts. Oh, hi. Before we do, okay, I just want to get my quickie story out of the way so we can spend the rest of the time talking about you. Well, I just wanted to mention that I had a couple of lessons recently in positive, I'm not gonna call karma because I don't think that's right, but the impact of speaking up about experiences you have with a business. I believe very much that a business has value from feedback about experiences Mm. you have that aren't great. And I think if you do it in a positive way, 
and you do you make sure you voice that feedback the worst that can happen is that you make that business better and if you want to come back one thing i truly believe is that when a customer complains and they don't do it in a horrible way what they're telling you is i still want to do business with you and i want the business to be better mm. if they they would just complain i mean they would just leave or destroy something if they didn't want to do business with you anymore. That's what I believe anyway. That's cool. So I, I had two instances recently that reminded me why this is so valuable. One was my wife and I went to see a movie. And there was a mother with her baby in the movie, like a toddler, like probably like two years old max. And it was – by the way, um, the movie was um, – Terminator? Uh, no. You know, but it was like <laughs> close enough. No, it was um, oh, what's I the one? Angel, Angelina Jolie. Uh, it's oh, a Disney. Lara Croft. No, no, it's a new movie. Is that the, a TV what, show? The, 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 um, yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, the Sleeping Maleficent? Beauty. Maleficent. Maleficent two, right? So this two? mother, yeah, this mother brought. I didn't know there was yeah, a two. mother brought my wife wanted to see it, so we went and saw it. And it's fine. But the the mother brought this little kid in, and the kid was not engaged with the movie. This a child should not be in this movie. No, it's fail. Very, it's very violent. Right? Yeah, fail. Okay, but the child was so noisy through the movie. <sighs> not only did the mother not contain the child, not only did the mother not leave, realizing we were all being disturbed, but the solution was to give her child a phone to play with, which allowed all of us to have this bright light oh, shining. Oh my around. heavens! So when we left the theater, I okay. went up to a concessions person who then pointed me to the counter to talk to a manager or whatever. And basically, we weren't being jerks about it. We were like, we want to know what we do in a situation like this. Right. Because there were no ushers that came through. And right. we found out that this was – And you didn't come to the movies with a BB gun. Yes. <laughs> I love Randy. So, so, the, so the thing, my bad. I well, here's know. the thing. Here was the interesting thing to me. Their answer as was, a parent, I feel I can say that they can't afford to send to do ushers anymore, so they don't have ushers. Right. Yeah. During the movie, and I understand that. Okay, but what they said is, in order to get any help, we have to get up and leave the movie to go get someone to have them come in. Yeah. And although I understand, I guess that's the default solution. I'm like. Why should I miss part of the movie? And by the way, I'd like to point out the tickets were like 16 or $17. They usually are. Oh, yeah. Jays. Okay. And so I'm not going to go leave the movie for what will ultimately be like five minutes as I make my way out, talk to the person, come back and miss it. So they can come in and take care of someone who may or may not get kicked out of the movie. Okay. They're probably not going to come and go, you have to leave. They're going to go, just keep your baby quiet, would you? Right? That's what's going to happen the first right. time. Yeah. So I said to the person, I said, you know. I appreciate where you're coming from. Long story short, I basically said, that's an unsatisfactory answer to me. I said in the nicest way I could. I said, I'm sorry your system set up this there, but why do I have to suffer, blah, blah, blah. What ultimately happened, and we didn't ask for this, is they gave us two free passes yeah, to come back did. to another movie. Right thing to do. The Definitely. wrong thing to do was to tell me that it was my responsibility to take care of it. Ooh. So if I had not said something, though, all that would have happened is we would have had a a nice movie experience that was mildly destroyed, you know, I know, like first world problems here, but, you know, from this in, inconsiderate person who I'm sure mom needed a night, a day out. I get that totally. Oof. But there's different choices she could have made, too. Uh, may I just please yes. interject on you this? You most certainly can. Mom's night out is not going to see a violent movie with my two-year-old. Yeah. Hey, man, sister. 
that's just weird. I know. And a disturbance to everyone. And a two-year-old shouldn't be seeing a violent film. And the behavior. And, and, and. Well, the behavior it's just weird. of the mom was already weird. It so was it already weird. weird. So, of course, your experience is weird. Yep. You guys didn't get free popcorn coupons? Nope. But we got two Boo. movie passes. Okay. So, the second thing that happened oh, was I had gone to Whole Foods recently. And the person that helped me in the register well didn't help me basically i was asking questions and they were just so clueless about it it wasn't even like you know i'm so sorry i don't know let me find out it was kind of like i don't know you know like it was i was very so i went to the customer service desk i was busy i don't have time to do this but i went and i said listen i'm not complaining i'm not asking you to do anything about it with me i just wanted to tell you i had this experience how else are you going to know what's happening right so i was giving her feedback about one of the employees turns out they have had other similar issues with her and it was useful Mm. to know and they were going to try to do some more training but for my trouble they gave me a gift card Wow. Which was a great move, turned a negative experience or mildly negative experience into a positive experience, but I was rewarded again. Wow. And then I recently went – this is semi-related, but I recently went to Whole Foods again. I was so in the mood for apple pie. I cannot tell you. It was like I was pregnant and I needed an apple pie. I could so eat apple pies. Apple pie coming at the end of the show, Mark. Please tell me it is. God, I wish it was. I can give you a cookie, though. I, I know. Cookie. But Fine, I'm gonna so, survive. So I'll just sit here and start. Whole Foods apparently <gasps> did not have small anything except an, a full size pie. I was like, "That's how bad I want apple pie." I'm buying a full size apple pie. I'm gonna get a fork. I'm gonna eat as much of it as I can eat, and then I'm putting it in the fridge and I'll bring it home. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I was fully prepared to walk through the street with a fork, eating my apple pie on the street. Yes. I swear to you. The line was so long. I'm telling you, I waited about 15 minutes and we barely had moved. And finally, I was like, I can't do I already feel guilty enough. I'm going to eat a whole apple pie. <laughs> I can't wait 45 minutes to do this. This is like this is like an addiction or something. So, so I put the pie back. The pie was probably about like $13 or something, right? I'm so amazed you didn't start eating put, the pie on the line. I, I mean, if I had, I would have been so committed. I would have to stay in line. Yeah, yeah. I would have just like handed money to the person in front of me and say, look, could you pay for my pie when you get up there? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. what happened was... I put the pie back, and I was so proud of myself walking out. I'm like, you know, I bypassed the pie, but I still want apple pie. So next to Whole Foods near here, as I'm sure you know, Randy, is like a like a Whole Foods Junior. It's like a it's like a there's two a, a mini version of it that you walk in and they yeah they they have just like sandwiches and coffee and pastries and a few so things here. Though. It is, but. Oof. But what I did is I walked in and I went to the pastry session. They had some sort of apple turnover or something close enough to apple pie to satisfy me. It was the right portion that I probably should be eating and only like $2. And I I went up to the person at the counter and said, you know, I have to say that their inability to manage the flow of people through there not only cost them money and they had a loss. I'm sure they'll survive. But actually, I got more of what I wanted in, in the end anyway right? Through, yep. their, through their failure. So there's not really a point to this. And they gave it to you for free. No, yeah. just kidding. Well, that would have been the cherry I used my that. Whole Foods gift card to pay for it. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, basically, you just described what it feels like to be pregnant, Mark. That level of craving and commitment. <laughs> that lit level of craving and commitment that you will go to multiple places all for that what, moment of satisfaction. What is what is the most 
Um, so good. You stretched things to accommodate a craving while you were pregnant. Oh, yeah. Do you have what a is the most you lengths remember? you went through, or or you had your husband go through? Um, mm, I don't know. I mean, my cravings with both my pregnancies were really different. Okay. With my son, I wanted like bacon and milkshakes and ice cream okay. and BLTs. So I just ate a lot of that. And luckily, all of that is pretty accessible in New York City. Yeah. And with my daughter, I craved lox. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, like a lot of smoked salmon. And luckily, wow. I lived around the corner from Le Pen Quotidienne, where oh. I really like their smoked salmon. So good. I literally ate it every day. So I really didn't have to stretch too far for mm. what I wanted. Did you – Um. That's amazing. I, by the way, I genuinely, truly believe that cravings – 90% of the time come from our body's way of interpreting what it needs. I really believe the body knows that the last time I ate this, it gave me these nutrients. Yeah. I need those nutrients yep. again. Here's the, the way body you get knows. It. Yeah, it I does. Really think Except that. if it's a milkshake. Or Twizzlers. Well, well, you might need calcium. Yeah. You might need calcium. Yeah, but it's a sugar probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. At that point, it's probably sugar, but you are right. Yeah. yeah. If it's like, oh, I could go for a wow. glass of milk right now. Yeah. You ever, you ever send your husband out in the middle of the night for something? Only stuff for our kids if they were sick. Okay. But not yeah. during not for pregnancy. A no, 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 no. There was no pickles and ice cream at two in the morning kind of thing. No, but I, I was definitely abnormally hungry. And so I would like do the like mouse creeping in the kitchen thing in the middle of the night. And oh. just like eat graham crackers and eat cereal <laughs> and that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant. I can do it. I'm allowed. I'm oh, ready. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So it's for yeah. the baby. It's the calling. <laughs> That's right. You're allowed. Um, For sure. Okay, so I'm done with my little story. So I would like to turn the mic over to Ms. Danielle Beckman. Hi. Danielle, uh, as you may know if you've listened to any of the other episodes of the show, a big part of Danielle's life recently is she has been producing, executive producing, and starring in a show called – uh, uh, Sorry, a movie. Well, they Short call it a film. show. Short a gig. film. It could be a Your show. Your joint uh, called Liza Anonymous. Yes? Mm-hmm. And um, you – did you just wrap shooting, principal shooting? We just wrapped. I literally am beaming ear to ear because it know. was – well, what do you want to know, Mark? I want to know everything. And and I got I got an opportunity to spend a, a couple hours on set with you uh, as a background actor just yes. to sort of pitch in and, 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 and get a chance to watch you work. Because weirdly enough, even though I've acted professionally and Daniel acts professionally and we do this show – and we've known each other for a number of years now. We've never acted together. Uh, well, no, not anymore. Now we can say we have. That's true. We have. Hey. Yay. Seriously, that and Mark, I'm so glad that you got to come on set. Oh, it's fun. And I hope it was seamless and painless and great. It was fun. So tell, tell me about – and what a great – I'm not just saying this like ooh and ah. What a – a big crew yeah. and, and a pro crew. Yeah. And you, you guys were really doing it. This was not like some sort of like weekender garage band, mm-hmm. you know, indie film shoot. This was legit. This was legit. And so yeah. um, can you just sort of fill us in quickly about sure. what it is? And then I'm, I really want to spend most of the time talking about your experience doing the actual shooting. Absolutely. Tell us about the film quickly. Okay. And then, and then about the experience. I'll give the, the log line to Randy and our listeners. So 
Liza Anonymous. Uh, it's a short film. It's like a concept short. Ten. It's going to be probably about 13 minutes. And the idea is that we would love it to become a series or a feature. And my dear friend Leah McKendrick is a screenwriter in L.A. and she wrote it for me. And the logline is uh, a lonely millennial, my character, becomes addicted to support groups and she creates a different persona to fit in with each group. Her charade crumbles and she's forced to get to the root of her unique addiction and find her true identity. So essentially, I'm there on set getting in and out of hair and makeup multiple times a day to play these different characters. And my character, Liza, the the movie is Liza Anonymous. And it's kind of meant to sound like Lies Anonymous. Ooh, another layer. Got it. She's lying. But she, one of the people in her support groups, finds her out, follows her. And busts her and goes to out her in one of her groups. And she has to come clean. And um, there's redemption at the end, essentially. Um, And it's just – it's really sweet and really real. But it also addresses, like, how community is important and mental health is important and accountability is important. But it Mm -hmm. is definitely a comedy. It is a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. But she wrote this for me back in February – the concept for it happened a year ago. It was like November of last year. And then I started to actually go full force with it and search for directors, I'd say like six months ago. And from that time when I thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to make this, I'm going to do this, I was the executive producer. I had every intention. I said, I want this set to be joyful. I want everyone on set to have fun. I want everyone on set to feel peace. I had like all these things talking about manifesting. I was had all these things in mind of what I wanted. And I'm sitting here now. We're wrapped. We wrapped two days ago. And I am just like, I'm just smiling from ear to ear because it was everything I wanted and it was the best experience of my professional career to be honest that's amazing it was thank you you really are smiling ear to ear I really am it was just (laughs) it was it was everything and more and I think too what was exciting is that our cast and our director and our crew by the way uh the assistant director the dp the um the director, our line producer, and our executive producer, all women, by Ooh. the way. Ooh. I'm just important. saying. Important. Okay? And our assistant camera one day was a guy, but the second day was a girl. Like, we had so many women at the helm of this thing, which I just absolutely loved. And, di- yeah, did you have a that question? Is, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, that is such a trend that I'm starting to see, or that I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are yeah. saying. Yeah, and I hope it's not a trend for, anymore. I hope it's just a thing. No, but I mean that it's starting to be where it's not just like there are more women involved. I'm talking about initiatives that are all women at the helm. Yeah. Another case in point, there's a major commerce conference uh, mm. called Shop Talk. It's one of the biggest ones Ooh. that's out there. This year, every speaker is a woman. Every keynote speaker is a woman. So good. On purpose. 
they've they're, it's a statement well and you know that's what I mean and that's I, incredible yeah yeah i think that that's the thing i think um the key words there are on purpose yes because for me i knew i mean obviously the writer's a woman the lead star's a woman the executive producer's a woman okay but then when i got my directors i i went i went to a man i went i optioned it out to different directors and the one who saw my vision the most was this woman aubrey smith and um gosh who was lovely by the way I'm so glad you loved her. She's it took the me a best. while to realize she was even the director she's because the director, she was so yeah. personable. Not yeah. that directors aren't personal, no. but I'm saying, I all of a sudden I realized I'm like, oh, that's the director. Uh-huh. Because I honestly thought she was just like the like the, I don't know the the first assistant director or something because the yeah. way she was interacting was so peer like as opposed mm-hmm. to like okay, I'm running the set. You know what right. I mean? And and. But she was very capably doing that as yes, well. Yes, she so was. It was. Very nice. Yeah, and yeah. She, and by Aubrey. the way, I didn't get a chance to tell you. Yeah. Do you know who I think she looks exactly like? Who? Uh, oh, sh- Nicole Kidman. <laughs> That's Elsie's favorite actor. Do, 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 do you know what's really funny? I what? said that to Elsie, and that was I. I mentioned this, and yeah. she said that's exactly what she said was Nicole. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Dakota Fanning. Oh yeah, she definitely. Really looks like her. Yeah. So um, absolutely. Anyway, I could totally see that. Well, what's so great about Aubrey and Aubrey? I'm going to be sending you this episode. Hilarious. But what's so great about her is that she she's done a lot of commercials and she has such an eye for um, style and mm-hmm. like popping things out. Mm-hmm. So like each support group room had a different color aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. literally, if background actors came with a certain color in a certain room, she's like, no, they can't wear that. They can only wear this. Like, nope, they have to wear leather. Nope, they have to, like, nope, this scene, they have to only wear, like, orange and and black and cream. They can't. So, like, the aesthetic of each room is going to pop. Plum. He wore a plum color. Mark also had a It cup. was in the described list of colors you yeah. can wear, by the way. Oh, okay. He, he had didn't a, just come just up with the color plum. No, he had a cup okay. full of nuts. I did. And we, and we had a circular nuts. track. Um, around my character for each of the groups. So I had to say a timed line with a circular dolly track going around me. And every time Mark's character had to pop an almond in his mouth and look interested. And we looked down. I said, do you have enough nuts in there? He said, yeah, I have about 16 nuts. He's like, oh, that'll be fine. I was like, Mark, we've been doing like 14 or more takes. So make sure you have enough nuts. And then we got the perfect take on his last nut. (laughs) We did. My last Mark's nut. last nut was the it was. perfect. It was literally. Take. I was like, I'm out of nuts. They're like, No, we got it. We got <laughs> it. It was fun because I had to eat two nuts per take. It was so good. I got one at one. The camera would pass by her and, and then it would the be aimed one, at me, and yeah. I would pop a nut, another nut, and then yeah. what kind of nut me. was it? Almonds, almonds. just, just almonds. almonds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Beer nuts, I think. By the way, which was ironic. Which is ironic because it was AA. That's the group that That's Mark right. was in. I was going to ask. What um, group but anyway, it was just the the. Everything about it. And the one moment that I'll highlight that I think was so hilarious. Well, just lovely. I was going to ask you what the funniest moment of the whole thing was. Well. But I'm sorry if that's a different well, thing. Well, no. I mean, there were a bunch of funny moments. But this this one moment that was captured at the very end. Um, so we had to go into overtime two days. So we went 11.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. the first day. And then we went 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 a.m. the was last day. Was your whole day. crew on the clock? Oh, Except yeah. for Timothy. 
Oh yeah, no, most of the crew, everyone was union. Yeah, so we had we have to pay overtime and stuff like that. No, but I didn't know if everyone was on the clock. If all of your crew was paid. I didn't oh know no, we... no. Um, yeah, a bunch of us are not taking fees. Okay. Yeah, but we, but we most most of the people there were our pros, so okay. we were like, okay, well, we have to pay. No, of course. Um, but yeah, we were trying to do as low budget as possible. But our very last scene, I went from a very neutral look to having to go back into my most drastic look with the the big red lips and hair and hoop earring and like this whole sort of a gypsy look like sort of, um right? big colored eyebrows like intense and then not only that it was outside at 27 degrees I love that for of course the martini shot which is the last shot that they they do in the movie it was the very last shot and I have to cry in it, of course. So I was like, here we are. It's the end. Everyone wants to go home. We're outside. It's freezing. I have to cry. Like, here we go. And we did it. And we did it. And the one of the best moments for me, oh, yeah, that's my look. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Also, I could show you a couple more looks, too. But the um, the the very last moment, I went back inside to reset because they were like, okay cut and then i was like okay and i was getting back inside to reset and i hear i think we got it and then i popped back out and they were like okay okay are we good are we good and then it was like that's a wrap on lies anonymous and i ran down me the assistant director the dp and the director all four of us were like group hugging huddling right okay you got these four girls huddling and then after like five seconds we all started jumping up and down like yay like giddy girls yeah. and i was like if this was four guys this would never, never happen. happen and timothy has it all on video and we're like yay we did it and like of course everyone's <laughs> in overtime but at this point it was like no one cared because everyone was so excited that we got the movie in the can that we did it like everyone was so thrilled to be a part of it it's a great and moment for you it was so wonderful and mm. after that i was getting feedback the costume designer texted me like that was the most fun and peaceful set i've ever been on professionally a background actors messaging saying that was my first movie i've ever done and i hope every set is like this that was the best experience i've ever had just like overall so much good feedback and and i'm just I'm so excited for what's good. to come with it. That's it's amazing. So ex- Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think the culture of anything comes from its leader. It does. And it was your it vision. It really trickles down. And the energy, right? Like the fact that, that the core group of us got to set the tone, it spread throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And like even during our lunch on the first day, it was like 5.30 p.m. because we started later. And I made a little speech. I was like, hi, some of you don't <laughs> know me, but I'm the executive producer and this was written – for me and it's like a part of my heart and I just want to thank you for like coming on and like you're each going to be invited to our showing party and like you're a part of this family now when did whether this ha- I know when your did name this or not. huh when did this happen oh the first day you went oh, there oh gotcha I know so, gotcha. yeah because I don't remember that no, I don't remember that I was just anyway so guys That's great. go Good online you can, if you're Yay. listening you can still go to LizaAnonymousFilm.com check it out you can yep. see act bios actors all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so Congrats. happy for you. Randy, have you, have you ever worked or been on, worked on any, been on the set any at all? TV or film sets or anything? No. I mean, I I grew up in theater and dance yeah. and musical theater. Same. And so, so very much in that world. But I never translated into, you know, being mm-hmm. on a 
TV or a, a, I would say a movie. I've been on TV for interviews, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's come to like my book. So let me offer you a a suggestion as a cool thing to do, especially because since you run your own business, as busy as you are, you do have some control over your schedule to be able to do this. Yeah. And your kids and everything. But see if you got a, you know, say a girlfriend or whatever that would do this with you and can do this with you and sign up for a casting agency like Grant Wilfley Casting or something that does background actors and get in their system so that when they have a call for background and you fit those criteria, you can get called and you make like 75 bucks or whatever for the day. And, and you they, just and go they on, feed on you. a day and you get to and like meet stars and like watch It people. is such an it's interesting so cool. and fun experience to be a part of a very high-end production, yeah. big network or film production. Watch the mechanisms happening. Be a part of the scene in a way. Get to sort of learn what's happening. Sometimes you get this amazing food that they serve. <laughs> it's fun be sometimes they put makeup on you or it's it's so you never know what you're going to end up with yeah and um and you never know what star you're going to work with see it's just really a cool experience if it's brad pitt i might jump his bones well, i'm just hey, saying you know we'll look for every brad pitt movie and get on the background and on one my, of his it, movies it might it's been my fantasy forever well th- take action lady <laughs> i'm gonna sign up i'm gonna sign up but but, but seriously <laughs> it, it'd be such a fun different like 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 d- day out like change of pace no totally cool, i get cool it there's so know? much going on you get to just kind of be part I of know. it yeah it's really cool I, I have a secret to tell you i don't know if you feel this way yourself danielle but i know my wife is the same way that every time i walk by like a film set or TV mm. set, like like where they shoot down the street and there's like the trailers yeah. and stuff like that. I get so angry. I get so jealous mm. that I'm not a part of that. I feel that, the same. You know, because I've done enough of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm so mad. That You're like, I, I don't feel mad. I just go... Oh, disappointed. why isn't yeah. that my trailer? Yeah. No, but I, now I'm not disappointed. Now I'm going, I just made my own trailer. Oh, and here we go. There you go. Boom. Well, well, so that's the key. That's you're, That's a great attitude. And um, and I'm, yeah, you never know. But I understand. I understand. I usually cry when I see Broadway shows for that same reason. Not so much oh. jealousy, but um, like some, a longing. A longing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like this part of me that just so loves yeah. the theater and the passion, and yeah. I can feel it emanating from yeah. the actors. And, Especially when it was like a big number. Or yes, something. Yeah. and I just get like brought to tears in the end, and they're all Me like too. singing, and the jazz hands, and like whatever's going on, and yeah. they just the jazz hands always do it for me. And I too. just yeah. feel like they just feel all the emotion. I, that happens I for me also. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. the same thing. It's like because, as I'm sure you have. I've been there for those moments. Maybe not literally on Broadway, yeah. but in nice yeah. productions. Yeah. I've been there in those moments. You know I know how like... amazing they are. Yeah. I know they are having that moment. Yes. I'm not in it. I but... love the bonding of the cast. It's cool. Too. I know. Oh my That's God. something that I've actually really missed because when I first moved here for the first five years, I did tons of theater. Isn't and that... then I, yeah. Now sorry, I do I only. No, I was just going to say. No, me too. I feel like. I feel like having this moment with the cast and the crew was really nice to be like, oh, I'm a part of this again. It's such an interesting – you know, I did f- probably about 50 theater productions and yeah. most of them as a lead role. I don't mean that like I'm so awesome, but I'm saying where I was really involved with it yeah. through a great deal, right? And um, 
And then when I moved to New York about 12 years ago, since I've been in New York, I've only done three shows mm, wow. by design. I mean, like, I haven't been, like, going yeah. out for them. And I miss – it's an interesting cycle it is to meet some people you may know, but you meet a whole bunch of new people. You go through this process over, say, six weeks or eight weeks, and yeah. you learn this show together. You become this little family. Yeah. You go yeah. through this very unique experience that builds yeah. and builds, and you get better and better, and you finally perfect it, and you get to that last moment, and it's over. You don't see each other anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Weird. It, it is, is weird. weird. Except – ooh. <laughs> Except – is there an echo? Um, But also, there are – I have friends from shows that – I've stayed close with. So, you know, you can meet some of your closest friends from I've had experiences like this in other settings, though. Um, As a writer, Mm -hmm. I've taken a lot of writing classes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're like, you know, the random ones through Gotham Writers Workshops or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll do memoir writing or something like that. And you have this crew that's together for a class for like a few months. And everyone's bearing their soul. Wow. And like really opening up about personal things. And... And either you just disappear from each other's lives, but what's weird, and I mean, everyone thinks New York is such like a big city, but it's really not. I have bumped into and stayed in contact with slash been in totally other communities now Mm -hmm. with people who were in some of those classes I took years ago. Crazy. Yeah. Some of which are also published authors and we've like gone to each other's book things and it's very exciting and cool. But but there the point is is there is this insular bonding thing that happens yeah. when you're kind of in this really personal experience together. Mm, totally. And it is kind of awesome. Um, I was talking about this with my husband recently because uh, my son is a basketball player. So he's like very much a team sport kid. Mm. And our daughter is like more like me, like gymnast, dancer, you know, whatever. And he was saying – I think, you know, I want her to have the team sport thing. And I was like, yeah, I never played team sports, but I had a cast or I had, you know, it's like you learn a lot of the same lessons. Totally. And that that connection and that working together and supporting one another and all of that stuff that happens. Absolutely. It's a very good parallel. Well, it's the same kind of thing with like in college, like there were a couple sororities that really wanted me to be in their sorority. And I was like, no, like I am a theater major. I'm good. Like I'm busy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm already busy. I'm a freshman and I roll up to school busy already. Yeah. Phi Delta Geek. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, it was Gamify Bay that really oh, wanted yeah. me. They dirty rushed me the mm. night before. They came to my dorm and they were like, if you come to bids tomorrow, you're in. Where everyone else had to like You just said a bunch thing. of words that I have no idea what they mean. I know. I went that's to a school cool with no sororities. <laughs> dirty rush? I don't want to talk so about what that means. So dirty rushing means, Sounds like a good you, drink, know when, though, you know it? Rush Week? Like Rush Week? Yeah, where they make you do weird shit. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Dirty Rush essentially means you don't have to go through Rush Week because they know they want you in the sorority. So it's like you don't need to try out. Like we want you in. So they literally came and threw rocks at my window and they were like, Beckman, come down. And I was like, what? And they were like, we we want you in Gamma Phi Beta. Like you're in. You don't have to go through Rush Week. We know you're busy. And I was like, no, son. I don't want to. I was like, I can't. I'm too busy with The Tempest. Like, I'm doing shows. And I was like, I am so cool right now. I just said no to two seniors. (laughs) That's right. It was awesome. However, there are still seats left. We want to get tickets. Yes, there are. $20 with your student (laughs) ID. (laughs) I played a drunk. I played Stefano the drunk butler. I never played traditional. Shocker. I was always Um, a man. (laughs) 
Hi. So let's Shocker. play an improv Get game, shall here. we? And then we can. We already have been. Let's keep I going. I know, right? So I'm our ready. improv game is called Headline Argument. <clears throat> and the idea, the premise of this, I think you'll love this, okay. is that two people have an argument and we'll figure out what that argument is, the, you know, the situation is. And I'm sorry. Is that your Apple turnover? <laughs> no. There's a Whole Foods bag right there. I'm so sorry. I know. There's <laughs> cookies in there. Do you want oh, a cookie? cookies. Okay. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. so sorry, everyone. So that's okay. Thing. Show screech halt. Uh, yes. And uh, so the idea of the game is <laughs> – Randy's just dying over there. Um, the, the, uh, the idea of the game is that the argument, the only thing that people say is in headline form. So everything you mm-hmm. say has to be as if it is a headline like in a newspaper. So you say something, the other person says something, everything's headlines. Okay. So you're still having an argument. So Daniel and I will – We'll do like say a dem- situation. We'll, we'll demonstrate as if we played the game before, but our, we'll demonstrate just because we do in Brown more often. And then we'll do one that involves you as well. Oh, God. I'm so sweating. Okay. What, what we would love is we'll if, you could, if you could give us a situation in which two people might be arguing. Could be anything. Well, maybe how about a relationship? Like like okay, who we are to each what's other. What's our relationship that might involve arguing? Brother and sister. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. And then uh, what are we arguing about? Yeah, what are we arguing about? Do you have anything that comes to mind? You're arguing over a necklace that belongs to your mother that just died. Oh. Ooh, oh okay. This is sad. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Uh, have you heard the name of the show, Randy? <laughs> but you just said it. You are comfortable in the realm of dark humor. I so. am. So All right, here, here we go. We're go. it. Mother dies, leaves son necklace. <laughs> son lies to family. Shame on you. <laughs> Sister, not real. Turns out, adopted. (laughs) Sister murders brother in cold blood. Gets away with it. Takes necklace. Uh Um, Secrets revealed. Brother hid necklace in safe. War fake. What? More fake. Sister this, steals fake necklace. <laughs> this just in. Sister knows the code. <laughs> um, to safe. How long does this go for? Until until it's not want. funny anymore. <laughs> okay. She's like, it's done. It's over. No. Um, it's done. It's um, done. <laughs> Breaking news. Murder in cold blood happened. On with the Peterson family. (laughs) Sister reveals actually second son. What? (laughs) Mark, this one is questionable. I don't know. I don't know why you're not getting my jokes. I didn't get that one. Sister Sister reveals. Sister. um, We're working on. We're workshopping this. Detectives discover sister sister really a man. Oh, great, 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 great. I'm not going to say the next headline. It's too dark. 
And scene. And scene. This, that I don't know how that worked. Maybe um, we need. To I try thought it again. worked well. I'm not sure. I was how you laughing did. for the Let's first handful of Let's try a relationship between me and Randy. Okay. Okay. Um, oh God. You are a. You can pick your role. You are a customer and a, a cashier. Okay. And the situation is that the. Um, I'll be the, ca- the cashier. The, the cashier thinks that the customer shoplifted something. I'll be the customer. Okay. Okay, ready? Newsflash, that ain't free. (laughs) This just in. What? Exclamation, question, exclamation, question, exclamation, question. Heads up. This register needs money put into it when you leave store. You talking to me? <laughs> I work here. Guess what? Uh, uh, sorry, interjection. This sounds more like broken English than no. But that, these are headlines. These are headlines, Mark. Okay. Um, um, um. Uh, <laughs> give her a chance. She's just shopping. Heads up. <laughs> this store. Has a nonprofit, but this transaction is not associated. That was a byline. (laughs) (laughs) Can we start again? (laughs) No, let's do a new scenario. A new scenario. scenario. No, I like that though. You did good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Good That was good. Let's do a different scenario. Okay, you two are um, flight attendant and passenger. Okay, Uh who do you want to be? passenger okay and you are um arguing over um you want more peanuts okay and the flight attendant won't give them jet blue bans peanuts jet blue prices are rising ma'am you look unhappy <laughs> With prices rising, airlines must provide more service to their clients. JetBlue, providing great service to clients. My favorite part of this is that you guys are writing the headlines in the air. Like, you did the same thing, Mark. I know. Yes, I you did. did. Also, I'm pouring coffee. <laughs> Guess life. what? I'm not making fun of you. I'm pouring fun. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> airlines improving the quality of their snacks leaving behind peanuts and heading towards Norwegian swaffles. <laughs> Customers very happy. What's the problem? Customers are apparently becoming more hungry with more and more delays on the tarmac. Not my problem, says the flight attendant. And scene. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Game, game fails. Game fails. Podcast never plays it again. Mark Rako to never show his face on radio again. Oh, wait, that's fine. No, it was a uh, good You don't premise. ever show your face you on radio You were very excited anyway. about the premise. I actually the really like I really like the game. There's going to be some out. fine tweaking. We, we have to just. But that was a joke about showing your face on radio. It do was. you get it? Okay. I do. I got it. <laughs> 
We got that. Okay. It was. It was. We we get it, Danielle. It, it was just got lost in the horrible telling of the joke, but it was. Well, like, I think it's time for a break. Mark is it time? <laughs> I actually think I did really well at the end. I think you did very well. I, I took really the impressed. headlines and I made them about like bigger picture issues than just my peanuts. You, you did. really did, and really. I'm proud you were, of that. Actually, you, thank you. You were, you were that was legit above and be, you were beyond. <laughs> See, that pertains to the you name of her. You were Bed Bath & Beyond. You, you bed, were bath, beyond, beyond Improv. Yes. Thank you. You were Beyond well, Mom. No, you did a really good job, Randy, really. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to like pull ourselves together, and then Ooh. we're going to talk about Randy's in, and that's it. The best right Improver ever. Yes. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, 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 Fey, comma Tina, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey. This is funny people talking. So, Randy, this is this segment is all about you. Well, dare I say, uh, finally? <laughs> um, you're 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 a lot of things. You're a mom. You're uh, an author. You're a podcaster, which means you're a media personality. Yes. You're a community builder. You are a thought leader. You're also an entrepreneur. You're you're just and a wife of obviously. You're so many things. But if you find where all of those things connect. Have you ever thought about where that through line is for you? How all these things connect for me yeah. in my life? Yeah. You know, to be honest, I really just not I really don't want to sound cheesy when I say this. It's okay. But I really feel like I follow my flow and I, we I think I like What we, does that mean? Uh, it's like it's an instinct, right? I mean, it's a feeling for like you showing just go up. Where you feel like you should be. Yeah, I think I follow that first, and then I really so think good. it through because okay. it, there's been a lot of opportunities that have come my way or things I could have pursued. But the reality is that if I feel in my gut that it's the right move or the right direction, then. I'm going to go there. Mm -hmm. And it's not always a logical move. And I think yeah. most people, if they're really honest about the things that have worked in their life, it has felt right. Yep. What does so, it feel like to you when it feels right? Seriously, what does that feel like? It feels – it's very physical. It mm -hmm. feels like something is like opening in like the heart kind of area. And it feels like – it feels – joyful and like an energy is pulling me towards something. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. It's interesting to hear you say that too, because in the time that I've known you, I honestly feel like you are someone who, you know, there's always room for growth, but that you seem to be someone fairly in tune with yourself. I'm really in tune with myself. But what I'm realizing about that is part of my next wave of growth is about tuning in with the stuff that's a little less pretty, like mm -hmm. a little more messy and getting real with that and comfortable with what that. Is, what does that mean? Well, it's it? like the messiness is where all the the good that we can't anticipate lives. And if we're being, you know, like too perfect or too controlled or too methodical, it's only allowing for certain possibilities. So it's like if you're willing to kind of like 
get in there and get messy and be vulnerable and like mess up a little bit. The good. What does that mean? Kind like trying rise. something new, stretching yourself. Um, yes, I mean, bit. yeah, sure, it could be trying something new. But for me, it, it's actually I think a little bit more of an emotional depth that I'm reaching toward. Mm-hmm. It's being okay with being imperfect. Ah. I think that I've always, my personality has always been very, and I, I'm saying this not to compliment myself. I'm saying- Ah, this, go on. Okay. But no, <laughs> I'm saying it more in the sense of like how people have always reinforced me. I've always been very sort of like lovely and bright and positive, And I've always gotten so much good reinforcement yeah. for that. I resonate with that. Yeah. But actually I can be- kind of anxious and I can Mm -hmm. be kind of, you know, dark on the inside and I can be really worried about certain relationships and I'll kind of tiptoe around that to sort of stay lovely and stay positive. But actually that's not totally the reality. So it's really in this more recent period of time that I'm sort of opening up to a more vulnerable part of myself, whether that means saying things that I think people won't like or drawing the line with relationships that are not serving or getting more messy and vulnerable with my most important relationships. This is very tough to do. So tough. Because, and this is just my experience, but because you're treading on what may be new territory for yourself and you're not sure-footed and you're going to misfire sometimes and you're going to reach too far and go, Oh, that's a little too far to do that. I got to pull back next time. I'm feeling where the the foul lines are. And so some people, let's say, I'm not saying you specifically, but some people may think you're being bitchy. But what you're doing is is really, excuse the expression, but you're just, but maybe what you're just doing is trying to find more, um, more sure footedness for yourself. And, and, and maybe you just came out a little strong because you don't know where that it's, it's an, an, it's a new garment for you in a way that you're testing out your your wheels yeah totally and i think it's it's within our safest relationships that we have to be kind of willing to express that Mm -hmm. and um say the things that we've maybe not been saying Mm -hmm. to just be your most authentic self Mm -hmm. as as cheesy as that can sound it's it's not it's actually not a pretty place Mm -hmm. that's the thing that i think i'm trying to get at the the messiness and Mm -hmm. the ability to say like i'm scared Um, i'm feeling all of this or i really want to go to this deeper place but i'm scared to or whatever it is like just struggling through how i Struggling through the ability to even say it or start to name it is a real vulnerable space. Well, also, it's what you're saying about those friendships and close people that are worth it in that space. Yeah. And they'll hold the space for you. Well, right. Because they have to meet you there. That's the thing. So you can't just, you know – expect them you have to do the work and then be like this is what i'm doing would you like to meet me here you know yeah have you ever done nvc nonviolent communication oh i'm familiar with it yeah i haven't actually like done a training but okay i've read about it and i'm definitely aware yeah i may have brought it up on the show i think maybe um but it's it's really um i'm taking the full course in march but i've i've done a cup some of it in some of the coaching i do but Mm -hmm. just essentially it's about how feelings are your roadmap to your needs. And so, and that's it. So it's going like, wow, I feel anxious, overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and sad. 
oh, I think I need connection, partnership, and love. Interesting. But for someone else, if they're feeling anxious, they might need self-expression. Like literally need – you can have the same feelings but different needs. Well, I mean I don't want to talk too much about my marriage here because it's public. But I will say that exactly that dynamic is what's alive and well in my marriage. And I think that this has been one of the most potent spaces for me to understand that two adults mm-hmm. can literally be feeling the need for connection and feeling lonely at exactly the same time in exactly yeah. the same home but need different things yes. to find that yes. connection and you could call that male or female but you could also just call it two different human beings yeah. with different makeup and the ability to unpack that as yeah. you said um mm-hmm. together without blame and in a safety zone of like we're going to commit to kind of getting messy together, that's where the possibility for deeper closeness and more value for one another ultimately can happen. But it doesn't happen if you're kind of holding back and Mm -hmm. trying to look pretty while doing it. This is about trust. It's it's all just about trust. And it sounds, again, not to focus on your marriage, but it sounds like the scenario you're talking about is that there appears to be trust between you and your husband that you're still going to be there in the morning, that you can survive this today when it gets messy. So you can yeah. trust each other to feel your way through solving this particular situation. Well, actually, that's what he's been assuring me. I've, I'm i the one that has a very hard time going there and trusting that. Oh, right. He, mm. I think it might be because um, I'm an only child. I'm an only yeah. child. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. hey Only girl. children. And and we really have no great model for what it feels like to beat the shit out of someone mm. and then like love on them a second later. Right. Yeah. Um, and siblings do that as exactly. I now know watching my kids. But um, right. yeah, it's like it's it's shocking to imagine that you can be like so messy and someone will still love you the next morning. Yeah. No, it's that's that concept also I understand especially cuz now I'm engaged so like yeah. I'm like, "Oh wow, this is a thing. Like you're not going anywhere." Oh, hey. Like it, wow, this is awesome. It's interesting yeah. you say that cuz I was just talking to someone the other day about being married um cuz I just got married in May. Yeah. So and people cuz we were together for 9 years before we got married and you know how how could it feel different suddenly being married and and it was precisely that danielle mm. that idea that even though we were together once that happened we felt like like next level well you just it's like okay so now we're together for sure <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like well i it, think you yeah um yeah yeah it's interesting like we get into a discussion of course about like the the legal contract of marriage, which like a lot of people debate about like why we're sort of forced to abide by some sort of like state law to keep us together. And in the reality of life, that's not what keeps no. people together. Right. Um, but what I think it is, is the spiritual connection and the yeah. fact that you now are committing to being family. I yes. think like that's that's, that's what huge. you become. Well, a lot of that has to do also with that's why huge. you might get married. Like I know in our case, we didn't get married at all because of the legal status of it at all. Um, we even didn't really explore what that would mean to us. We literally did it because this was a, something that we wanted to do in that commitment. And yeah. and then we also did it legally just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, but, but, but I hear what you're saying. So I want to loop this back around to who you are and what you do. So mm-hmm. – these types of new initiatives for yourself that you've been undertaking, this growth, 
how much of that is for Randy Zed and how much of that is you feeling any level of probably not the right word, but responsibility as a leader in the community that you've built to live an authentic, effective, maximally mature life in the face of all these other people that part of what you do is you learn from them. But a lot of what you do is you share wisdom with them, either your own wisdom or the insights from others that you, you share conversations with. So, so how much of that connects to the work that you do and what you've built versus just you? All of it. All of it. Mm. I mean, the thing is, is this nothing I've done has ever been separate from what I'm doing, what, what I'm going yeah. through personally. I mean, I started this idea that women need to support each other as they go through a giant life transition because I was going through the life transition. I've never – it's actually a new thing. Thank you for calling me a thought leader. But it's kind of a new thing for me to even – see myself as because you didn't say mm -hmm. i'm going to be a thought leader you no. just you just mm -hmm. found other people you gathered people in a in a virtual room if you will to mm. to talk together to try to figure it all out together yeah. and support each I, other right uh, yeah i hold space mm -hmm. i share really openly with the hopes that others will share really openly i believe in the power of connection between human beings to heal each other and i believe yeah. in the power of storytelling yeah. and so i do all those things in one shape or another i've never taken the stance of i am further along than anyone else yeah. um all i think that i have are some tools that have worked so i like to share kind of how i'm using those things whatever that might be and I think that I have a passion and an ability to see people and hold space for people yeah. so and communicate. So all I do is do that. Now, what I know for sure is that if I'm not doing my own inner work, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to be able to hold the space for other people, you know? So that's why, you know, for me, the work that I do, that you know, on the walls of my home, and the work that I do, let's say, with a therapist or a coach, like this is all work for my own personal growth. But the personal growth is absolutely bleeding into the voice that I have in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. So it's it's completely intertwined. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about the work that you do? Yeah, of um, course. So let's talk about um, Beyond Mom. Yeah. And what exactly it is and how that is connected to a podcast going beyond yes yeah and uh, and what you've written as well mm -hmm. so the different ways that you've expressed yourself and shared ideas that sort of reverberate from what you've done with beyond mom yes? yeah so what is the what is the organization or the business what kind of work do you do how do you monetize it uh, mm -hmm. and and what is the mission of it really yeah so very much connected to your last question, the whole thing of Beyond Mom was happening and has happened in real time with my own motherhood experience. So I started writing about the motherhood identity shift when I had my son mm -hmm. that started. Um, this is your first child. Yes. This is now, you know, let's call it like seven, eight years ago. I started mm -hmm. kind of putting that out there that came off of being a mm -hmm. yoga instructor okay. where I was speaking a lot to people about 
life and change and pain and um, how we manage it. And, and that voice was very natural to me. Are you still a yoga instructor now? I mean, once you are, you are for good, technically. <laughs> uh, and, and it comes up into what I do, but I don't teach on a schedule. So, you know, then I started, I've always been an in-person person. So I was like, let's get people together. And so I started hosting events and, you know, I would, these were like ticketed events and brands would be involved. But the point was always that women would come together, they would have a night out, they would dress nice. I would always have an inspiring speaker of some kind, a theme, and people always left feeling elevated. And I knew I love the idea that like we all have a superpower. Mm-hmm. I knew that my superpower was to create inspiration in a room. Somehow mm-hmm. I always knew how to do that, regardless of what kind of event it was or what kind of thing it was. Yeah. Then I started having retreats for moms. Um, this was at in the Hudson Valley at my upstate home. So those still go on periodically, maybe like once a quarter. Um, I have a friend who's a new mom. Could I send her to you? Well, yes, Uh, of course. Oh yeah, she'd like this. Yeah, no, this is for all. This is for all the moms for sure. Okay. Um, So I started doing retreats, and the experience of what I heard women sharing so Mm -hmm. organically and so deeply, like kind of what you said. I guide them, but whoa, did I get lots of information. And at the same time, I was constantly building my network. Like I'm also a master networker. Mm -hmm. So always meeting these like power women who wanted to connect with me and talk to me. And over the course of years, I've I've just built this network of amazing women, particularly in New York. And um, I guess people kind of know me as – a connector and like a person who knows everyone. And I don't know everyone, but I know a lot of people. So all of that shaped. And then like the question became, okay, so I have these events all the time. I have these retreats. I, I have this site. I have people writing for my site. But like what's my output going to be? Like what's going to be my thing that I have? Mm-hmm. And I realized that about the time that I was really kind of pondering that, that I was ready to write a book. And as I said earlier, um, I've always been a writer. So I I don't know. Like everyone sort of says that writing a book is really hard and it's really hard to get a book deal. And I think it was just meant to be. And yeah. the timing was right. There was nothing hard about it. Wow. Um, so cool. It was like very just everything synced up beautifully. Mm-hmm. So um, I had an idea. I started putting it together. I started drafting an outline. I kind of wrote what I thought was the whole book. Um, and it turns out it was like actually half the book and had to mm-hmm. just be totally reworked once. And once other people's opinions come in, it like isn't your own yeah, anymore. Yeah, that always does it. Yeah. Um, but I – and all of that happened like through my pregnancy with my second child. So that was like about four years ago. And – I was connected pretty quickly to my agent who, again, all the divine work happening, had just gone back to her literary agency after having a baby. And she – Yeah. So she got my idea and she just was like, I want to work with you. Yeah. And at the time, I I mean, I definitely had the community, but I didn't have like the following per se that I have now or like a – a certain clout of my brand that I feel I have now, but she believed in me and she believed in what I wanted to say. So I wrote my book and it was published in September, 2017. 
It's called Going Beyond Mom, How to Activate Your Mind, Body, and Business After Baby. The after baby part was put on by the publisher, I just want to say, because Mm. to me, this book is not for just after baby. This book is for the entire postpartum experience, which is forever. Okay, did you hear that, everybody? You are always postpartum for the rest of your life. And what that means is that your body has shifted. It might look whatever, but it's not about look. It's about you have birthed children, so your body's different. Your mind has changed once you become a mother. You have likely shifted on some kind of spiritual, emotional level because you have given life into this world. So you are forever postpartum. And so mm-hmm. this book is written for women to redefine and reactivate all the parts of themselves so that they can be productive from the most heartfelt space of who mm-hmm. they are now. And, you know, this whole like get back to yourself, get your body back, get back to who you were. No, mm-hmm. you're not you're not going back. You're going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book is for and is about. So so for the first time after I wrote this book, this was these were the moments that I got to like be on TV and you know have interviews and I had a kick-ass publicist and so got good. some like really great press and it was for the first time that I actually had like a thing to sell, you know, as opposed to just like come to my events. Like no, actually like a book. And yeah. that's what's exciting about writing a book and you know anybody who knows like a book is not a money maker unless, you know, you're like that 1% who mm-hmm. have and, and most people have written one or two books until they get like the book that's the successful one. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to like be on that journey. But to have that book in your hand, it's a special moment. Sure. Is. And it's forever like a creation. And it's been amazing to share that with my kids and for them to like so good. You know, yeah. be excited to find my book in a Barnes and Noble and yeah. like, you know, take pictures with it. And it's it's very cool. Have you thought about taking that book? I don't mean any of this as a suggestion, just yeah. I'm curious if you thought about it. And either working with the same publisher if they will have that conversation or looking for someone else and taking the after baby off the title. Or modifying the title and basically representing that book under a different – within a different conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and the communication about the book is different. So it speaks to that – it talks about what you're you're talking about. Same content. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you imagine me – I'm picking your brain now. Would you imagine mm-hmm. me like rewriting aspects of the book to actually I, like I think fit with where I'm at now? You could do that or I would think that you might – do a forward and a, a re-release and, a, and an additional in two chapters that add that extra dimension onto mm-hmm. it, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe in each chapter you add on like an epilogue to each chapter that the things you'd learned after you wrote this book and released it, here's yeah. where life changed and what I have to add to this part of the conversation. That's um, a really good idea, Mark. And, and Basically, it really you're is. repurposing an existing book that already proved it can sell. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that's a really good idea. Actually, I've been asking the muses to come and tell me what my second book is, but maybe I just need Mark Rako. Hey. Doesn't everybody. Doesn't everyone. Have you heard of the book Boundaries? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, It's just a book about boundaries boundaries and setting boundaries but they have boundaries and then they have <laughs> I, boundaries. I haven't read it clearly obviously <laughs> no, i'm just kidding and then they no but then they have like boundaries with dating okay you know it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. In, in that same it, yeah 
yeah. way that kind of reminds me of that, it. where it's like, listen, I have this, and this is niche for moms, but that's, this is also that's interesting bigger. because you could essentially take. I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? No. Essentially, you could take that book, and maybe it's not just representing the original book, but using the format, the format. and the conversation you had, yeah. and it's it's that full title, but you take away the after baby, and you put forever or after the kids leave or right, right, right. or you know f- f- in entrepreneurialism or well actually like this is a perfect segue to talk about the podcast okay yeah. because this is not beyond. yeah this is not unrelated okay. so around like maybe i don't remember what it was the truth is is i started this podcast and i didn't know what the hell i was doing yeah. i've told you that story mark i mean literally <laughs> it was like I, I oh at my house i right. have like my own whatever i mean i i but know she did the thing that's i'm sorry to go ahead yeah but Randy did the thing that's important, whether you're doing a podcast or you're writing something. I started. Whoever you started, you yes. said, I'm not going to keep you this conversation it. to myself. And whether it sounds perfect or not, or it looks perfect or not, I did it and I didn't keep it to myself. Yeah. That is so important. And that's yeah. the most important stuff. Yes, it is. Thank you for that. Um, I like kind of, from a, a performance standpoint, I would love to like delete like a handful of those episodes. But in any case, I started, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really like have a good mic. I didn't really like edit anything. It was just what it was. And then when I realized that this output, this way of communicating actually really worked for me and I, I enjoyed it and I wanted it to get the attention that I think the conversations deserved, then I was like, okay, um, how do I do this in a way that makes it a little bit more competitive yeah. in the world? So at that point, you know, I got the better mic and the headset, whatever I had to do. And I got an editor that edits and I made the, and you know, the, um, at the beginning and like all that stuff. Well, the dun dun yeah. All the dun um, at the beginning and the end and, um, yeah. And a nice logo for it and all of those things. Um, and then I, I, I stepped it up, basically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You told and people, hey, this is serious. You it's serious. It yeah. And what's, again, back to like all those years of networking, mm. having great guests has never been a problem. I've always had great people on the show. Do you I've have always... just women? Uh, yeah, I do. Can I come? Of course you can. I, I have a lot that. to say. I, I know. <laughs> Wow. I know this. I just inserted myself you into her did. show. Yeah. I just resonate so much with you. Keep oh, going. Oh, I love you back. So um, <laughs> I have all women. I, I have had some men ask okay. me, but I it just, again, following my flow, I'm like, this is for women. It's cool. Yeah. And it's so, it's really, it's been evolving. It's been growing. Um, as Mark knows, I recently had my first live audio recording mm-hmm. um, so with an audience and it was amazing it was amazing i mean the episode was so good mark like thank you because sure. it wasn't just like how i, I had nothing had... to do with the content just danielle just no but clear. i'm like this but we is just so helped, cool we just helped her record it That's yeah all. but no but the quality of the audio oh, and good. how it all came together and then of course the editor cutting it like it was so good i i I don't usually kind of pat myself on the back or like get feel that pride. I'm kind of like, okay, good next. But I had a moment on the train listening to it, <laughs> listening so back, good. where I was like shedding a little tear. Yeah. Like, yes, my baby. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and so I'm pumped <laughs> to continue doing those. Now, revenue model. Yeah, let's talk real about that. Let's talk yeah. real. I'm not gonna lie. Like I definitely, for a long time, have fit into that category of the woman entrepreneur doing the heartfelt thing but like having a hard time bringing the dollars in and it's kind almost like 
it's a tough moment to find yourself in because you're like, I'm doing all these great things. I'm being valued for, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff, but like the dollars aren't matching up to the yeah. output. And it's been hard to like find that model where, you know, several things click together and everything sort of feeds everything, which is what you want. And I'm finally just now kind of cracking the nut on that. And the podcast and the live podcast event has been that first real moment where the right Mm. brands are wanting to play with me, are wanting to have these conversations. Their founders want to be part of it. The products belong at my events. They want to sponsor the podcast. And I finally have this model that's starting to tick. And I'm like, yes, Yes. now I am driving it. And, and what's fun, too, is a couple of other things are starting to float into my pan here that feel, again, the flow, feel just right, which is um, being approached to start mentoring people and doing mentorship groups, which guess what? I do all the time. Mm. I've just never monetized it. I just kind of wow. do it. And I'm like, people are asking me what I do and if I do it and how I charge for it. Mm-hmm. It's time. So I'm working on now putting that together and starting to kind of sell that along with the other things that I'm I'm putting together. So I'm excited and and all these other parts of my life as Mark knows, I'm I'm actually working on sunsetting some things so that I have more yep. bandwidth so to good. give I to where you. my heart wants me to go. That is So killer. something something that kind of um it may sound like I'm going to another subject, but I'm not sure that I am. Something that kind of keeps ricocheting through my brain as you're talking about all this is, you know, this is funny people talking. And part of the show is about the nature of humor and how mm-hmm. it intersects the things that we do. Yeah. I have no doubt humor has played a role for you in getting you through times and also making some of the times bearable. Yeah. But how do you think humor has intersected what you do in your work to make it more effective if if at all mm. uh you know in the building of community in the helping someone grow in making a media asset function better what, what do you have any thoughts on that at all i don't mean to put you on the spot but but you asked me to be interviewed so you are putting me on the spot mark yes yeah, yeah, it. he's a liar. So here yes, we are. and <laughs> yes, and put me on the spot. That's what I'm here for. I am a funny person, so Mark kind of recognized that about me. Yeah, I this is true. throw in humor in a lot of things, even into the serious things. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something funny in almost everything, and it doesn't mean that you're taking the seriousness or the spirit out of something, you know, it's like I I had, I mean, I'll give it like a very serious example. I had a guest on my podcast who's a dear, dear friend of mine and asked me to come onto the show and get super vulnerable. Oh my God. I you were going to say super drunk. Sorry. Nope, I don't not know drunk. why I went there. No. Okay. Super vulnerable. Yes. She told um, her true story of going through a late term abortion with, with a baby that was not going to survive. And it was, it was the most emotional episode we sat together in person, held hands, and she told the story. And it was like – it was for all women to be together in solidarity, to know they're not alone. That was the point. 
But I'm telling you that I threw we threw in some jokes in there because there were some moments where it's like the husband finds you in the heap on the floor. You're a total mess. And he's like says the total wrong thing. And he's like, oh, shit. And like, I'm sorry. There is something to laugh at in even the most terrible of moments. And that is why we can survive life. And so when I'm sitting with people or I'm talking with people, by no means am I taking away their pain or discrediting anything. But my God, like if we can't pull these little nuggets of humor, like it's hard to see the light. The humor is the light to get through. Um, and so like that that comes very naturally to me. And I think that's like I make jokes all the time. I don't even think I realize it half the time. But I think it's also why people like to be around me because even mm-hmm. if we're talking about stuff that's tough or, you know, whatever, or you want to like fucking kill your kids, which you do, um, mm-hmm. you have to laugh. And I feel like my family taught me that. Like mm-hmm. my gra- my grandparents um, were married like 66 years or something when my grandfather passed almost a year ago. And I mean they had some like phrases and some things that just showed me that you have to laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like my grandmother used to have this thing where everyone was asking her to do everything, you know, cook this, that. And she would say – I know. I'll take a, br- a broom, I'll shove it up my ass, and I'll sweep the floors while we're at it. <laughs> I mean, these were the kinds of phrases that right. were like, let me yeah. let me sweep the floor with my ass while I'm doing all the other things you're asking me to do. This is like – this is the humor that you have to throw in to stress. I feel like that's bringing all of yourself though. Yeah. You know, because in talking about – very important and sensitive and deep and real and heavy topics. If we then dive into that, even like the dark comedy aspect of things, if we dive into that and don't also acknowledge the 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 funny and the light and the thing that you're saying as coming in, I feel like we're cutting off a part of ourselves as humans. So it's yeah. like bringing those in – Like one time, one of my closest friends, she described me as a person who holds darkness and light very well at the same time. Yeah. And I think that that's an idea of like marrying the two to come together because that's – that is the life experience. Yeah, it is. So I think that that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean that's how I I think I I live very naturally and it doesn't mean like I'm not – of course I'm affected by things and of course I'm not always funny, but of course. it comes naturally for me to throw these little things in that lighten it up, not because I'm afraid of the dark. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's like a coping mechanism or no. like de- defense. It's actually like a part of your humanity you're bringing because I've yeah. seen people like deflect things and like with humor try to run away from something yes. and I hear that it actually pulls you in. Yes. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see a circle of women at one of my retreats and people are sharing and they're crying. And then someone throws a hilarious story in the mix and everyone is laughing 
and it all goes together, and it's all real. This mm-hmm. uh, live event that you recently held, yeah, uh, that you referenced, yeah. I remember there were a couple moments in that because some of the discussions in that room were actually quite serious about things. It, yeah. it was some deep stuff going on there because it was a group of about forty women or whatever it was out yeah. in the audience, and then uh, I think it was like six women on the panel or something along those lines. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened. All of a sudden, someone would say a zinger. Mm-hmm. Because probably they were just being real. Yeah. You know, um, and it broke everyone up and it was wonderful. And it, it kind of made you feel like the ship, the ship's bow is under the water or it's very heavy. And all of a sudden it pops, pops above up. and there's some sunshine. Oh, we're okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you're right. It's about the balance. And you, you talked earlier about being, um, my words, Little Miss Sunshine and, and, and living in allowing yourself to fall into that role as sort of a way you're perceived mm-hmm. and and then you know living up to it in a way and i think that when people are that kind of sunshiny personality if you allow me to characterize it that way that often comes with a a dose of humor it isn't just would you like a cookie yeah it, it's not empty there's some, not, i mean well yeah. i'm speaking cuz i'm the same obviously yeah. i mean i think we're only children. We both are inspirational people. Like I'm resonating so much with you. And I think sometimes what you're saying, what you're saying is so right. It's not just like surface level. No, it's just, yeah, it's the nature of who you are. It's so, it's so, it's deep. Yeah. All right. So for people who need their dose of Randy Zen beyond mom and, 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 uh, and going beyond. Yeah, everything and your second book when it comes and everything like that, which I'm going to dedicate to Mark Rico. Oh my God. My life. I am telling you, my life will be complete. It will be complete. But um, and how ironic it will be that a, women, a book that's largely for women is dedicated to Mark. Man. You have a very strong feminine side, and I love that about Thank you. You, you can like hang with us. Yeah, it's legit. yeah. At my live event, the word vagina was used, mm-hmm. and Mark was totally, totally cool with it. Mark was like, "I'm cool. I'm cool with the vagina." <laughs> I will say that I said to my wife, I was like, so I was just in a room of 40 women. Just me. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Awesome. It really was hilarious, actually. Yeah. So like, um, I feel pretty honored. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. That's very nice. How yeah. can people find you? Yes. I'm all over the place in the world of social media. My Instagram is at Randy Zinn, R-A-N-D-I-Z-I-N-N. That's probably where I'm most bouncing around these days. Um, I'm on Facebook. Beyond Mom is on Facebook. Uh, My website is beyondmom.com. My podcast, which I hope you all will listen to, is called The Going Beyond Podcast. It's everywhere podcasts are, iTunes, uh, Pandora, Spotify, yeah, all over. Um, And my book, which you guys heard me talk about, is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all of those booksellers. That is awesome. Well, you, you you definitely put the beyond and beyond mom. Oh, well, you guys put the beyond in my beyond tonight. Oh, yay! You yay. threw a dose of beyond in my already beyondness. Well, Say we, that ten times. <laughs> I like that We're we honored. can be yond. Yes, whatever yond is, be yond er. I'm excited. That's uh, awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing so much insight into you. Thank you for sort of being human and opening up a little bit here and for giving us some insights into into what you built and how humor intersects with it too. So we are going to go away from that for a second. When we come back in just a blink and a nod, it's going to be end of show food. Blink nod. 
done. Uh, bring it to this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. So, Randy, it's the end of the show, sadly. Do you know what um, that means? I'm crying. It, it's time. I'm sorry. Single tear. And we, uh, at the end of every show, more or less, we tend to do what we call end of show food. It's a chance for us to break bread, but it's also a chance usually for our wonderful producer, Elsie, who has supplied our end of show food tonight but can't be here with us, to um, – she scours the countryside. She goes to stores. She looks online. Sometimes it comes from another country. You never know what she'll show up with. It could be a snack. It could be a meat. It could be a drink. It could be anything. You never know what. It's been a sometimes lot of stuff. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it's weird. We've had everything from bacon-flavored cotton candy yeah. to um, space – Chocolate-themed seltzer. Uh, chocolate seltzer, space-themed Oreos, uh, weird jerkies, you name it, right? So what we do is we taste it, whatever the snack is, the end-of-show food is, and then we rate it. We rate it on our own individual on a scale. scale of chickens, the number of chickens that you are. So your, your, your number of chickens is entirely up to you, Randy. Mine might be 482 chickens. So whatever it is out of 482. Okay. It's, it's, it's an individual thing. Okay. okay. So, okay. Elsie um, in the spirit of you, we're going to get the food. It is a mystery to me. Uh, Mark, can you get the food? We need it. We're going to eat it, and everybody gets a bite, but you don't eat it till we're all here and we're all holding it. Okay, so our, free, right? our snack today, thank you, Elsie, for this. You're welcome. Is in the spirit, I believe, of Randy and yoga and taking care of yourself, yet treating yourself. It's a good balance of things, Treat just like yourself. we talked about. Okay? Treat yourself. So... Our snack is from a company called, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's V-O-S-G-E-S, Vosges. Or Vosges. 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 Like is, Place de Vosges in Paris. It is Place de Vosges. 45% <laughs> dark milk cocoa. Cacao. Mint. Cacao. <laughs> Cacao. We know how to Cacao. say things Cacao. on this side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it, cocoa. It is mint Matcha. That's Ooh. pronounced matcha, Mark. I'm just kidding. I'm mm. sorry. I'm being, Where are you from? Mm. I'm being from a sassy. No, I'm, I'm matcha. I'm grade a matcha and milk in 45% dark milk chocolate. Dark okay. and milk? I'm just saying. I am V confused. It's dark milk. And super excited because I'm all kind of right? excited about it. Yes. Because I actually I happen mint. to love chocolate and mint together. But it's well, mint this is your matcha. Opportunity. So that's so like the green tea the green and tea the mint. Matcha, yeah. So I am 
gonna come in Elsie fashion. Mark is now coming around to deliver. He's not touching it with his own fingers. He's being very clean and hy- being how- very hypoallergenic. Hypoallergenic? No, hygienic. Hypo out. Ooh, I got a big chunk. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm gonna smell. Okay, it mm. smells. It smells really good. Minty. So in... and dark chocolatey. I don't think there's any milk chocolate. Is there in milk? This, Mark. Does it say milk? I it believe there's dark. milk in it. Yeah. Really? Milk. Um, it is, however, gluten free, GMO free, and fair trade certified ingredients. Good. Then I can eat it. Nice. So there okay, you go. Ready? Right. So Everybody ready. One, two, three, go. Go. Now I'll tell you, I'm not generally a matcha fan. Oh. But mint, I like. Oh, it's honestly not overwhelmingly matcha. Oh, wow. Mm. It's interesting. Ooh. Matcha can taste like grass. I like it, though. I like it. I'm but... a weird grass girl. Okay, I, I'm not sensing. Like that. Oh, wow. This is rich. There's a mint. I feel the mint flavor is very subtle. I'm the... getting more mint with matcha. I could uh, go for more mint, but I don't taste the matcha. I don't mm. taste the chocolate at all. Whoa. Like it doesn't. I don't sense chocolate. I mean, really? I know it's chocolate, but I'm, mm. I'm not getting a chocolate taste that I would normally expect. I want guys, more mint. Mm. You, you know what this reminds me of? It's like a weak so milk, a weak minty milk chocolate. No, thin mints. Those are thin mints. What? It's it's like a, a weak minty hot cocoa. To me. Yeah, it's yeah. a little weak. It's a little weak. Like weak. Yeah, like. But mm. but but it's lovely. May I look at the yeah? Um, it's the it's, it's lo- oh and uh, wait before you do. Can you can you? Elsie uh, often likes to read interesting information off it. of the back. See if there's anything on there that there is. But since you have to 19, do it in Elsie's voice though. Since 1998, Vosges Hot Vosges. I'm Elsie. This is how she'd say it. Vosges. <laughs> no, I believe Elsie would pronounce it correctly. Chocolate. <laughs> has been fusing spices, nuts, roots, herbs, and liqueurs. From around the world. <laughs> what the hell was that? The premium <laughs> chocolate. Uh, a pioneer of the exotic chocolate movement. <laughs> it's also going to founder, be puberty. <laughs> founder Katrina Mar- Markoff travels the world okay, in search good. of the best in class ingredients. Very good. At the pinnacle. Of their taste profile through her chocolate creations, she seeks to harness the power of storytelling. Oh, she's like you. Through the medium of chocolate and open (gasps) minds, spirits, and palates to new ideas. There you go. Thank you, Elsie (laughs) 2.0. The wild. So, okay. So now what we do is we rate our snack. Do you not like it? I'm not sure Randy's enjoying this fully. Her face. Well, I ate all of it. Yes. That might have been just oh, wait, I didn't get to look at the one thing I Politeness. <laughs> no. No, I like it. Would you care for more? No. Yeah, it okay. says dark okay. milk no, chocolate. No. So What is right. that? I don't know. So on a scale of chickens, whatever your skill may be, how would you rate it honestly? Hmm. Out of 100 chickens, okay. I'd give it 50 chickens because... Ah. I'd call it Menza Menza. Like, you can tell the chocolate is good quality chocolate. You can taste the mint. Mm-hmm. But I want more mint. Mm-hmm. I don't taste the matcha. And mm. as you said, the chocolate is kind of like a little bit mild. But I'm not really oh, mad wow. at that. So it's like one of those things where I could I could live with it. I could live without it. Mm-hmm. Menza Menza. 
for me, I felt like the amount of it that I had was the maximum amount I really want to have of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like as if someone gave me a mint, like on my yeah. pillow, and but that's all I wanted of right, it. Right, right. Yeah. That's what that. It meant. is sort of and like those. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, we had yeah, and I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I didn't just outright hate it. So it just right. isn't my style because I'm not a big matcha matcha fan. Mm-hmm. So I give it. 112 okay out of 246 because it just doesn't there's nothing impressive about it to me but it but it also didn't insult me that's the men's amends a thing this is sad and what about you was this was this a winner for you i don't know i kind of okay that's fine yeah i think i'm just gonna go very simple i'm gonna go 87 out of 100 very and deductions are for what I didn't really get as much matcha as I wanted, but I feel like matcha green tea was one of the main ingredients. It was the second ingredient. So maybe I'm going to stay awake tonight, you know? <laughs> so for you, it was a winner. For me and Randy, the matcha the matcha, like matcha was menza menza. Can I tell you something else? I haven't had a lot of... I've been off sugar for three weeks till Meat. my movie happened. I've been off sugar too. So the fact that I just ate that was like a treat of a lifetime. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I so, tell you. You know? Okay. I understand. It's like mediocre chicken when you are super hungry and you're oh, like, yeah. those chicken fingers were the best, right? Yeah. Or yeah. rated on a scale of chicken. That's <laughs> true. The chicken on the chicken. All right. So thank you for that. Thank you, Elsie. Yes, Mark thank you, Elsie. Though still interesting, a very interesting choice. You never know what she's going to come up with. So, yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody, yeah. that marks the end of this very fun episode. Um, I can't thank you, Randy, enough for taking time out of your evening to join us. Um, it was a lot of fun. Great to hear more of your story and uh, just to get to see the lighter side of you a little Aww, bit. So, thank, thank you. you, guys. I'm so happy I got right. to be here with you. Good. Yay! All right, that is it for this episode of Funny People Talking. Uh, Elsie, we miss you and hopefully see you very soon. And until next time, for Miss Daniel Beckman. Farewell, friends. That's farewell. I'm Mark Rako. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Oh, and one more thing stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. Copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Connect.